Hi, I'm Caleb Price, and you're listening to Relatable Thoughts. Did you know that what goes on in your mind is the reason for everything you experience in life? For your anxiety, for the money you make, your major, your relationships, reaching your goals, even the feelings you feel. So why is no one talking about it? As a college student, a Latter-day Saint, and a certified life coach, I'm speaking up and talking about our thoughts and teaching you how to manage your mind. Because the secret is, you aren't alone in what you think. Your thoughts are totally relatable. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. What is poppin'? everybody. (laughs) I hope you're doing so good Um, because amazing things are happening out there. School is happening. I imagine college is beginning this week, this next week, whenever you're listening to this. So first off, good luck out there. Enjoy these last weeks of summer. Enjoy it while it lasts because it's time. It's time to get back on a schedule. (laughs) It's time to get back on the grind. And maybe, you know, you're working or whatnot, but you know, the mentality of summer is effectively potentially coming to an end. Of course, summer can last forever in your mind, but it is good, you know, to switch to a schedule. It's good to switch to these sorts of things. And so every season has its benefits, and I'm certainly excited for what the future is holding in that respect. And today, on episode 78, which is crazy to think about, 78 episodes, this is amazing. And I'm so excited to share this wonderful episode with you because I really believe this could change your life. Just like last week's episode, I'm really focusing on things that can change your life, which in the end, I believe a lot of things can. It's all about what you take from it. And of course, everything that I say in here, it's kind of just my opinion. Um, I really believe these things to be true. And I've tested these things out. I've done these things in my life, applied it all, and and I've completely created a 100% different life than I thought even possible because of the things I'm going to teach and that I will continue to teach. And so I hope that you can take something from this and really believe in yourself. I think that's the one thing that I want you to take away from this episode is the power of believing in yourself and recognizing that it's always okay. Uh, it kind of goes along with, I just had a, uh, just got coached from my coach, Jenny, um, the LD's mission coach, and she's amazing. Um, we were just talking about, because as some of you may know, I'm about to climb um, the equivalent of Mount Everest in a month. It's this competition called 29029. It's Everesting, where you climb one mountain, but you do it like, I'll do it eight times to climb the equivalent height of Mount Everest, all within, we're trying for 24 hours. And it's really difficult. It's really easy to get in my head and say, I can't do this. I don't belong. This is too much. This hurts. It's really easy to get in my head and say, I'm not an athlete. I don't look like all these other people. Clearly, I'm not strong enough. And it was amazing to have this coaching session with Jenny because, yeah, I know I can change my thoughts. I know I could fix, you know, work with my emotions. There's all these tools that I have. One tool that I'd kind of forgotten about and and pushed to the side was the idea of accepting it, of recognizing, yeah, that's what you're feeling right now. That is you could say the circumstance. This is everything that's happening. That's part of the package deal. What if that was okay? What if it was okay for everyone on that mountain who was going to think that? What if they were all thinking that very thing? What if every one of them is struggling with their thoughts, with their own head, and thinking that they don't belong, that they should be better, that they should have trained more, all these things? What if that's just part of it? 
And what if that makes you even more amazing for doing it? Because you're still going to go do it. So why not accept and say, yeah, this terribleness, all these things that I'm thinking, it's okay. I can feel this. I got this. Like, let's go, basically. Like, let's freaking go. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. I feel terrible. Great. I'm doing it. <laughs> and I often find as well is when I feel the most terrible is when the best things happen. So for all of you who are going into college and you might be feeling a little bit like that, daunted, um, stressed, not sure about the future, you just feel terrible, you don't know if the major, what you have is right, or maybe you have a lot of anxiety about the social situations, the roommates that you're going to have, that you just feel like you you don't belong, that you're not this kind of person, you can't do this class, you can't do this assignment, this project, or you can't be with these people, you can't put yourself out in that way, but deep down it's what you still want to do, that's what I can help with. One, take this thought for yourself and say it's part of the process. It's just a package deal. I'm going to accept it. It's part of the thing and it's what makes me even more amazing for still going after it, for accepting it and being like, yep, that's supposed to happen. I'm supposed to kind of feel bad about this. I'm supposed to not feel great about it. It's a freaking test. <laughs> I mean, I'm just talking about things in the future, but also, if you want more help talking about it, especially when it comes to breaking up with your anxiety over the things that you're thinking when you're overthinking or especially about your future, I have an amazing thing for you. My offer is that next Wednesday, I'm hosting a webinar. Come at 6.30 Wednesday. Um, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to be teaching for 30 minutes and again, hopefully going to take your questions and coach and just like help you as much as possible. I'm teaching my three rules for anxiety, my three metaphors for life that is changed how I see it, redefined my relationship and taken it from toxic to something where I'm thriving, where I'm in the driver's seat and where truly I can experience anxiety and it's okay. It doesn't bother me anymore. It is totally a part of the plan. So I want you all to come and I want you to sign up. So go to the link in, um, below. Please do that. Fill out that form. Um, it's just your name and email. So you get the link. Um, and of course, if you're like, oh, I really want to, but next Wednesday I'm busy totally fine. You'll get a recording. So you should sign up. Your friend should sign up. Uh, everyone you know should sign up. Um, even if they're not in college, if they deal with anxiety in any way, shape or form, this is for them. And of course, if you just want to see me, that's always nice too. Anyway, <laughs> let's get on with it because I have a lot to talk about. But fortunately, what I, I did just talk about kind of has to deal with what I'm about to talk about, which is bad habits. We all have them, right? We all have something that we wish was different, that we keep on repeating, that we keep having a pattern that we keep falling into. A lot of times I talk about the pattern of that we fall into when it comes to our anxiety, letting it get the best of us. But in my opinion, anxiety or any of those kinds of emotions, depression, um, frustration, um, grief, any of these things, those aren't bad habits. A bad habit is specifically sort of like an action, a thing that we keep repeating um, that we feel like we shouldn't do. Basically telling ourselves that this is something that I do that I would rather not keep repeating. And I, I know you can just name off a ton of them right now. You know, it's probably something along with uh, eating out or junk food or spending too much time watching TV, too much time on your phone, um, maybe even a bad ho habit of um, being a workaholic, um, and maybe a bad habit of overthinking or even just like little nitpicky things of like, it's kind of gross, but like you bite your nails, you pull your hair, you have those kinds of little 
um, bad habits that your mom has just told you don't do that <laughs> when you grow up and you maybe keep on doing it, unfortunately. Uh, and specifically, there are even like harsher bad habits that we kind of tend to avoid when it comes to like maybe watching pornography uh, or something on that kind of level where you think it's like even more deep and serious, something that um, can really be even addictive when it comes to maybe with alcohol, with drugs, um, with something that we really wish we didn't participate in. And so today, what I want to clarify before we get into it is that, one, I will be talking about religious things. I'll be talking about my spirituality, my own experience, because I can't dissociate that from what I'm going to be talking about. Of course, I will be talking about both the spiritual principles and also just normal, um, good mindfulness and emotional principles. Um, they go hand in hand, and I believe everyone can get something, no matter what background you are, from this. But two, I also want to clarify that there will be some triggering things. Like we're going to be talking about probably like body image. We're going to be talking about pornography. We're going to be talking about things that, you know, you might be like, oh, I don't really want to hear that. If you don't want to hear that, that's fine. You don't have to listen to this episode. But I strongly encourage you to kind of sit in that discomfort and come along with me on this amazing journey because you're going to learn something that's going to help someone. It's either going to help you or it's going to help someone in your life that needs to learn how to break up with bad habits, how to become free, because that's all we're talking about. When it comes to bad habits, we kind of feel like we're in bondage, that we're a victim to this thing that we can't stop, and that it's just always going to be this way, and that there's something wrong with us, and we can't do anything about it. And the one thing that we wish could be you know, fixed would be this and that we could be free of it and we didn't have to worry about it. It wasn't on our mind, any of these sorts of things. I can talk from this experience because I personally have struggled. Basically, my story is, is when I was a kid at an early age, um, I think, I don't know, maybe 12 or 10. Yeah, I think when I was 12. As a kid, when I was 12, I was exposed to pornography as most young kids, unfortunately, in our day and age come to have happened to us. You know, not on anyone's fault, it just happens. And um, so that occurred, and obviously I didn't really understand it. And me, you know, being kind of a shy people pleaser, don't, not wanting to talk my, about my vulnerability, I didn't really share that with anybody. And I've always been sensitive to those kinds of moral issues. I never wanted to be bad. I never wanted to do things wrong. I always wanted to, you know, choose the right especially being raised in a really religious household is just like, you know, you do these rules, you follow these things and you can't do those things. And I thought I was a terrible person for having seen that, even though it wasn't really my choice. But as I grew older, I would find myself in circumstances where I would be given the opportunity to either like look at something like pornography or something close to that and, you know, fall into that and choose that. And honestly, and, and go back and forth in this kind of cycle of where I would participate in it a little bit and then run away from it thinking like, oh my gosh, I've done something terrible, beat myself up over it, go away from it, but then come back to it. And unfortunately, the cycle continued for a while up until um, I was in my senior year, about to go into my senior year of high school. And I just knew going into life in the future I just knew I couldn't operate in this way. I was afraid of everything. I was hiding from everything. I was hiding from myself. I didn't love myself anymore. I thought I was a terrible person. I thought 
there was something wrong with my brain, something wrong with my thoughts. I just was like, I couldn't break out of it. And at that point in my life, that's when spirituality came into my life, when I finally trusted the process, trusted my savior, trusted God, prayed, and and I'd been doing that also throughout the whole thing, but this was the first time where I was like, okay, I'm gonna actually get help. So I talked with um, uh, you know, a leader in my church, I talked with my parents finally, finally getting the help that I needed. And that was the first step is really was just about getting help, letting myself open up. But really, the rest of the steps <laughs> when it came to breaking up with bad habits, even though in that moment, that was really what happened. It wasn't until, like, really, I understood why it all worked until I discovered coaching, until I discovered what was going on in my brain, why I was attracted to these things in the first place, what it meant to have a habit and to participate in it, what it was really going on behind my brain, and how I was treating myself. So first, we got to clarify this. It's not a bad habit. Habits aren't good or bad. They are just habits. They are just things that we do on a repetitive basis. One, also need to make the distinction that, yes, addictions really do occur, but for most, if not a lot of us, it's going to be more of a habit. Even if you do participate it pretty consistently, it's more of a habit than an addiction. Addiction is really when you are truly powerless and you need a lot, you know, help when it comes to like rehabilitation, rehab centers, um, and the like. But it was really easy in my young mind to just think I am an addict and like treat that with such like power over me and making me feel worthless and just labeling myself addict. And, and I imagine some of you might do that. And like that's, of course, you are able to do whatever you want. But what I found is by saying that you are that, or even saying that you are a survivor or you were an addict, that kind of definition of ourself only is going to degrade ourselves. It's only saying that we are defined by our actions. And yes, we are defined by our actions, but I believe that we can also choose to define ourselves outside of that, that we exist outside of these roles that we take on. And so, yes, maybe we had the role of participating in this bad habit. Maybe this is something that we experienced for sure, but it does not define your character. You decide who you're going to be as well as things in the past don't mean anything about who you are now. It is only who you choose to define yourself in this present moment. So when it comes to things in the past that a lot of you maybe have done and you have either um, forsaken, repented of, whatever you want to say, you've left those things behind, but you still sometimes linger on and think you're a bad person because you did those things, that's not true. First off, it's not a bad thing. You're not a bad person for doing those things because good people do bad things all the time. In fact, I feel like all of us inherently are good. It's just that we choose to listen to a different voice. We choose to listen to our brain. We choose to listen to our pain and our suffering on the inside and choose to, we want to cover that up. And I, I, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself because the next thing when it comes to, again, the idea of a bad habit, it's just, it's just a habit. It's something that we are doing to cover up our bad feelings, our negative emotion. Why do we do any of this? 
So like take a habit that you're having right now. So like I'm going to just take an easy one like going on your phone. Why do you go on your phone? One, to seek out entertainment, maybe to connect with people. You're going for an experience. You're going for a feeling. And most of the time we're going to run away from a feeling. We're going to run away from loneliness, depression, from some sort of grief. Or maybe we are just like we're angry, we're upset. Maybe sometimes you were even just hungry. That's what they talk about. Um, in a lot of recovery situations is that when you're feeling these sorts of negative emotions, be mindful of yourself. Be aware because it's really easy to think, oh, this is going to solve that problem. Like if I go and, you know, look at some pornography and even just like if I bite my nails right now, it's going to calm my anxiety or um, I don't know, pull on my hair or like if I go and do some work, I'll feel better about myself. But those are doing things to fix an emotion. That's not how you fix emotions. In fact, you can't fix emotions. Emotions are not meant to be fixed. Emotions are meant to be listened to. When it comes to bad habits, first, identify what it is that we are running away from. So for me, a lot of the time, I was running away from loneliness. I was running away from my own shame. I was running away from uh, the shame uh, that I felt about what I was doing and then therefore participating in more. And that's what we call a shame loop where we're stuck in that kind of cycle. And it just perpetuates itself because we think we have to solve this problem by doing something rather than the truth, which is to show ourselves kindness, to show ourselves love and self-respect, to show ourselves compassion. And the greatest compassion is the vulnerability sometimes to open up to other people or to just be honest with ourselves. And it's sometimes in that honesty is really hard. That honesty is a lot harder than a lot of us think probably. And then it's, it's just, it's open, it's raw, it's you are looking at yourself completely. And, and usually we're looking at ourselves with a lot of judgment and, and hate and whatnot. Um, when in reality, the way to look at ourselves is just like this, these things have happened. What can I do now? How can I change? And so for me, when it, you know, it came to, from a religious perspective, it, it involved a lot of sorrow and like really recognizing what I had done, but separating myself from that, like that I was still worthy and that I was still a good person and that I could still come back from all of this a hundred percent, that I was still completely able to do that. And that's true for all of you. You know, if you believe in God or if you don't believe in God, it's true for everybody in your own right. Okay, so to kind of summarize where we're at, one, you are not your bad habits. Like you don't, you don't have to define yourself by those things. You are not that. You are much bigger and grander and eternal than that. That's just the thing that has happened to you. Yes, you could say it's a part of you, but I think really even it's just an experience. And two, bad habits aren't just a habit. They're just a reflection of the internal pain that we are experiencing. And even something like a bad habit of procrastination is just that we are seeking after wanting a different feeling than currently feeling bored or lonely uh, in the moment. Like any of those things, whatever we are desiring to change, it's because recognizing it's not the thing 
that we're actually participating in. It's the emotion that we are avoiding. What emotion are you avoiding? And be honest with yourself about it. Why do you want to do these things? A three is recognizing that you are always 100% able to choose both options. Like a lot of us say that like you can't do that. Like when it comes to rules and whatnot, like you can't do this. So like in my household, like, you know, you can't drink, you can't uh, smoke, you can't uh, have sex before marriage and uh, no pornography, I don't know, all these things. Like, but in all reality, like you are 100% able to do those things. You can't take away your agency in that. It's recognizing that your brain, yes, you are capable of both sides. When we tell ourselves we can't do something, we honestly sometimes are more likely <laughs> to participate in, even if it is something that like, you know, we know we shouldn't do, but there's part of us that wants to do it, but we can't do it. Just tell yourself, no, you are 100% able to make that choice for yourself. So your brain is capable of making that choice. You, it can make that choice. But the thing is, your brain doesn't understand consequence. You understand consequence. Your brain does not. So recognize it's totally fine when your brain wants to go do something that you told it, yeah, maybe we shouldn't. Yes, brain, you're allowed to think that. You're allowed to have that kind of desire. But let's think about the consequence. Your brain a lot of the times is like a toddler. It's a toddler that's like, oh, look, I have a fork. Let me stick it in this, like, <laughs> this plug hole or let me stick it in this toaster. Like, that sounds like a good idea. But it's not thinking about the consequence. It's not thinking about what is going to happen when I do this. Am I going to get hurt even more? It just thinks, oh, this is a fun thing or this is a solution. That's like our brains. It's like it just offers us, oh, this could be fun. Like, yeah, we could go watch this movie that, you know, maybe has some images that normally we wouldn't watch, but like we're going to go do it anyway. Or maybe there's, you know, I don't know, whatever bad habit you like, just take something like procrastination, like, oh, like let's go to this party or let's go do this thing instead of doing the homework assignment that we said we were going to do. Like, okay, that's fine. Again, there's nothing wrong with doing either one of these things, but it's not recognizing that there's consequences to those actions. I like to think of it when I was a kid, um, I uh, accidentally like grabbed a knife and I just cut myself with it because I was just like, oh, a knife. Like, let me grab that. My mom found me and had to go to the hospital, got my stitches, and I still have the scar on my hand. Something that I was totally unaware of. I didn't understand that there was consequence to holding a knife. I just thought, ooh, that sounds fun. Let's do that. Our brain is exactly like that. We don't understand the consequences. And so when it comes to your bad habits, a lot of you probably understand the consequences by now. But you might have a lot of shame around it, around desiring it still it's totally okay you're going to want to do it of course you're going to want to do it your brain likes those kinds of things and especially if you've built up a habit for it it's going to really want to keep doing those things and it's going to really resist not doing those things so here real quick is how you break up with any habit one you must connect with yourself you must be honest with yourself. You must really connect. And by connecting, I mean loving yourself. Saying that who you are and, and separating yourself from all the noise, all the things happening. Two is giving yourself the allowance that, of course, you are allowed to choose both options. 
But what is it that you really deep down want to do based on the consequences? Allowing yourself gives you the freedom of like, oh, okay, so it's not an act of rebellion. I'm capable of doing these things. It's not an act of rebellion against myself even. Okay, do is this what I want? And if it's genuinely what you want, that's fine. Go for it. But make sure that you understand the consequence of both sides. Um, and three, I would just say seek help. Be vulnerable with people. If it's something that you really want to overcome, like even something like, you know, eating better, like get an accountability partner, uh, get a coach. Your coach is going to help you with all the excuses and the thoughts that your brain is going to come up with. Uh, be honest with your friends and your family. Just like be open with them. That immensely helped me because it relieved this huge weight that I was holding on myself, all this shame that I was building up and recognizing that I didn't have to hold on to any of it. That's one of the greatest tools that our brain uses against us when, it, when with these habits that kind of keep us in bondage is the idea we can't talk about it. Of course you can talk about it. You should talk about it. You are supposed to talk about it. We should be more open, which is why I'm trying right here and saying, yeah, I struggle with these things. I still bite my nails. It's not something I want to do. I still pull my hair sometimes. It's not something I want to do. These are, I spend too much time on my phone because I'm running away from tiredness and loneliness and depression. I'm running away from emotions. Let's be honest about it. Let's talk to our friends about it and get some help with it. And we'll feel, I promise you, a whole lot better. My friends, I hope this has helped. It's kind of all over the place, but it's there to help you. I know I did this for you out there because I know I would have wanted this when I was a kid. You are not a bad person for your thoughts. You are not a bad person for your actions. You are far greater than these things, and you are only bad when you choose to identify yourself as bad. These things that you are a part of, it makes total sense. It is totally normal. We are seeking after these things, especially in a world where we are taught to seek these things. But for some of us who've either been taught the consequences or have experienced the consequences, you want something different. That's it. You just want something different. And in order to be free from it, you must love yourself. You cannot shame yourself to break a habit. You must also be open with others about it. Be open and honest with yourself in those moments when you're like, dang, I really want to do that. Like, and I am 100% capable of doing that. I am allowed to do that if I want to. But I know deep down the consequence I don't want. Be open and honest with yourself and vulnerable with others. And overall, remember, you are not bad for having these desires in your heart. Just know it's something different that you want in your life. And I promise you, 100%, it is possible. So for all of you who are like, yes, this is what I want, but I want some more guidance, uh, sign up for a free coaching call. This is what I want to help you all with. This is what I've experienced in my life. I've created a plan, a way to break up with these sorts of things, breaking up with anxiety, breaking up with shame, breaking up with a bad habit in school, finally figuring out exactly what you want in your life or just feeling good about yourself. I could promise that to you in six weeks. So sign up for a free coaching call. Of course, you don't have to sign up in the end. You can just get on a call and you can be like, this is what I need help with. We'll get You'll get coached. I'll explain things. I'll tell you a little bit about what I do in my program, but overall, you're gonna get what you want. You're gonna get exactly what you need in just 30 minutes. And so if there's something you're struggling with, 
this is your opportunity to take me up on it, basically. Free 30 minutes, all on you. So there's a link, sign up below. And of course, if you want to learn more about anxiety, next Wednesday uh, webinar. Um, but I love you guys. Good luck out there. I love you guys. You guys are amazing. Go after it. Go get <laughs> whatever you want. It's totally possible. You can break up. You can be free. I promise you it is possible. Okay. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you want to personally see how what I talk about can change your life forever, sign up for your free coaching call today. This episode was sponsored by Kaylee for loving last week's episode. Thank you so much for sharing it. And special shout out to Jocelyn, my client, for your mission call. Congratulations. You're going to do great. And to everyone, keep it spicy. Bye.